0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a bi weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners from around the world about agency operations, growth, and scale. Episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can find our videos and full transcripts on agencyunfiltered.com. In this episode, we're in St. Paul, Minnesota. To talk to Trish Lassard, CEO of Media Junction. We talk about website projects, both building net new and migrating between CMS providers. Trish shares her process and her approach for effectively project managing client websites, and maybe most importantly, how to keep those projects delivered on time, under budget, and kept within scope. Agency Unfiltered coming at you. Hello, Trish, welcome to Agency Unfiltered. Uh, Well, I guess, welcome to Agency Unfiltered, but thank you for having me uh, in the Media Junction offices today.
1: Yeah, well, thank you for coming out to Minneapolis. Yeah,
0: Um, the spirit of MinBound is what we were talking about
1: earlier. Um,
0: So today, let's talk about something that Media Junction has plenty of experience with, uh, as you'll be able to attest to, but uh, CMS, migrations, website builds, uh, website implementation, Uh, Hot topic right now, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it sounds like you guys have a a real strong approach in which you keep those projects on time, within scope, on budget, and so let's see if we can dig into that and and find some helpful takeaways uh, for the audience at home. How's that sound?
1: That sounds perfect.
0: Um, so maybe before we get into my line of questioning, why don't you just give us a quick background as to Media Junctions' history with websites, sure. site builds, uh, what that practice looks like today for you guys?
1: Sure. So um, we started out in 1997, um, and we started as a web design company. So as we've evolved, we, um, you know, started with kind of smaller local businesses that was kind of the the passion behind it you know the vision was everybody someday is going to have a website so i mean a lot of people probably watching this were probably born part of that yeah right. (laughs) born right around this time so um but there was a time where you had to convince people that they needed a website you know and so you know as years have evolved um you know we've really honed in on on the user experience and building websites for the end user versus you know, brochure websites. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we became a HubSpot partner in 2011 um, and started working with, I think they're old templates, I can't even remember the name of them. <laughs> <laughs> there were orange boxes everywhere. So, um, but yeah, so we, we started with, with HubSpot and, and uh, the, rest the rest is, is kind history. of history, I guess. We, How many
0: websites do you, would you guess your team builds uh, on a year to year basis? Like what sort of volume are, are we thinking?
1: Yeah. So it's usually 50 to 60. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so maybe the best place to start, if we're talking about the process, uh, let's start at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So do you find that most of the folks that, that need a website come to you? Are you trying to scope out as a lot of outreach in the sales process? Uh, What does the, the, the scoping look like for you guys in the sales process?
1: So, you know, usually people come to us um, and they have, you know, maybe vetted two or three other partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times they'll come to us with a list of the things that they think sure. they need.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and, um, and so we really try to like peel that back and say, you know, let's start, you know, for a schedule, okay, what do you really need your website to do? And we have that conversation. Um, a lot of them are, are, are like, well, I, we just need a redesign. So the, the, the customers come to us with, I think I know, but they don't really sure.
0: know. How do you do the soft nudge on the things on the list that you don't think they need?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, you know, for us, it's, it's just, you know, we're open and we're honest mm-hmm. with them about things. We try to have candid conversations. We try to just be you know, um, treat people exactly the way that we'd want to be treated. Sure. So, you know, obviously a little bit of education. Mm-hmm. So talking through it, um, you know, letting them know that really nowadays it's not even really about templates because we just kind of stuck in that template, sure. you know, mentality and, well, can I get, you know, 50 templates <laughs> of this or whatever? And we're yeah. like, no, we kind of do like, you know, flexible modules and kind of, you know, so there's a lot of education yeah. that goes into it. And um, we do demos. So the best way is to show and tell. Yep. Um, and so we open up, we have our own framework um, that, we've, that we've developed for ourselves um, that just helps with our efficiency. And um, so we open that up and, and give them a demo cool. of the backend and we show them you know, the different things. This is
0: exactly what it will look like in motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, what other information, so you have the list of their requests, you kind of comparatively look at it based on what you think they'll need. You peel back. And so you, you kind of build that, that wish list, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What other information or what else do you need to pull from the client and able to build uh, the, the right uh, proposal kind of scope? Um, what other information do you tend to collect at this stage?
1: So, I mean, typically it's it's goals. You yeah. know, you always want to start with goals. Like why are you going through a redesign? What is What, what, what does the current landscape look like? Um, a lot of uh, the people that are coming to us, it's, they're just not hitting their goals. They're just not getting the leads. They're not, you know, people aren't finding things. Things aren't organized mm-hmm. properly. Um, you and know, are the
0: goals typically lead base, or is it all the way down to number of sales, revenue? Sometimes, I mean,
1: and and you know, the the quality of the leads are, I mean, you know, and the the, the type of leads are very different. So yeah. sometimes we'll have you know construction companies that come to us and they'll say, you know, we're having a hard time finding laborers, or mm-hmm. you know, um, and so our our sole purpose is just recruitment you yeah know? that's so, fair yeah fair. yeah
0: um once we have the information we need all right now i would imagine that well there's probably more steps so i don't want to like simplify the process yeah, but you yeah, have to yeah, give yeah. them the, the scope of work like this is what we think it's gonna look like this is how long it'll take uh so how do you is there a, is it art or science for threading the needle <laughs> into like how long a web project will be or how, how does that forecasting look like for timelines
1: you know, for us, um, generally we know that, you know, there's there's about 200, 250 hours that are gonna go into a website, um, just bare bones, you sure. know, when, when you're gonna do it right, between strategy, design, development, and implementation. So for us, we start with a, you know, kind of like a flat rate, mm. um, and then we kind of evolve it from there, and so it's usually on a per-page basis, or, um, you know, if, if there's individual projects in there. So if there's like a calculator or there's, yeah. you know, things like that. And so, Some of the,
0: the, the unique aspects for that individual. Right, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. right. You know, we, we use a tool, um, I think it's like sitemap XML or something, where mm-hmm. we go in and we just crawl the site, look at the pages. Yeah. If they'll allow yeah. us into Google Analytics, we kind of look at, you know, how many pages, you know, over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And so anything that hasn't been visited, you know, a hundred times or more, we usually just jump off the list and it's like, okay, we could probably combine, you know, mm. these six pages into one page, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, you know, I think the biggest mistake is, is like, oh, you have 50 pages, you need 50 pages. I mean, we've taken a 4,000 4, page website and condensed it down to 1,000 pages. So
0: pages, I mean, it's it, you need to know it, but it's not going to always be a one-to-one mapping of how big this new site will
1: be. Correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, 200 250 hours I think you just mentioned uh, so substantial amount of time I would imagine within that time there's a handful of touch points and I'm sure like the client doesn't wait you know they're, they're not patiently waiting over here there's probably a, a plenty of, of touch points and uh, moments where you have to give them updates what is that look like? What's kind of the rule of thumb for the cadence or the frequency of of touch points with a client?
1: We've gotten it to the point where it's, it's pretty simplified. When you think of like strategy is 25%, Mm. um, design, um, is 25% development, 25% and then implementation launch Mm -hmm. and PM is the other 25%. So that's how we break it, break it down for people. Um, but yeah, I think, um, for us, it's, it's, um, you know, discovery is, is usually, you know, started by somebody on the team that specializes in that. We do a lot of surveys um, with the customers. We do a kickoff stakeholder meeting. Mm. And typically we ask that, you know, for the this, for this strategy session that we have um, the leadership team yeah. from the company on there to ask them. You know,
0: is that ever hard to get that team no. on there? They're usually pretty, yeah, yeah. open to that, Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, because I think a lot of, even, you know, CEOs or, you know, VPs of sales, this is their tool. Yeah, you know, they're right. invested in it. Should be they their want number one be, sales rep, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they treat it as, you know, this is an important meeting. Cool. You know, and so we ask, um, you know, a lot of questions and we listen, you know. And, um, and so what we're looking for is what does this website need to look like today, mm. you know, um, and what does it need to look like in a year to two years? So if they have new products coming, things like that, we're anticipating that. We're building that in. So then, you know, they're not coming back those two years, us. there's not
0: a whole new redesign for that. Exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Because it should be fluid. It should be constantly evolving and, and growing. So.
0: Have you ever had a client come in, and maybe like the second half, like so you've planned the strategy or you're, you're in the process of building this website? and like a, a request comes in that totally is a, a curve ball or a change of what they wanted, whether it's good or bad. Um, and so I would imagine that if you're gonna quote this time and this and this price, you wanna keep it, again, within that budget, within that scope, but. How do you handle requests that come in at the 11th hour, whether or not they they might be beneficial for the website?
1: So usually, I mean, it starts with a conversation. How important is it for launch? Sure. Is it worth, you know, is it going to impact anything else that we've done? Mm -hmm. So once we can kind of get past that and we understand, like, you know, is it the same team? What does our bandwidth look like? Can we take it on? I mean, typically we like to accommodate requests. Mm -hmm. Um, You can kind of anticipate that you know there's always going to be changes at the last minute but um you know for us it's really important that the client has somebody that is accountable to all of the um approvals mm-hmm. through the process That's right. you know and so um so I would just say that that in each scenario I mean we try to be empathetic you know yeah like how important is this would this be something that should stop what we're doing right now you know, and so we we, we kind of just handle it that way. And a lot of times the clients are pretty open cool. to, you know, they know that this is a last minute request. Yeah. Um,
0: so if it's a polite nudge or a, hey, let's put that in the parking lot, they're usually pretty open to that feedback at that do. point. We do,
1: yeah. I mean, especially if we're doing like a growth-driven design model, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's put that on the backlog. Right, so
0: that's, that sort of framework just allows for that exact exactly.
1: Exactly, because they're already in that, you know, mind frame. Uh, but if it's something that was missed... Hmm. You know, in the scoping, or missed by you know, by somebody along the way, then you you know, it it's priorities.
0: I mean, there's two different between oh we missed something that is truly vital in the scoping phase versus what's the the shiny object syndrome or whatever.
1: Exactly. Right? Two completely different things. Exactly. Right?
0: How does the process change if somebody's doing a redesign on the same CMS or the CMS that they're already on versus a migration from one platform <laughs> to another? I would assume one's inherently more complicated. Um, so how do you guys handle that? It can
1: that? be. Um, you know, typically, I mean, obviously it's DNS that you're really, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, if you're flipping the switch, of it's HubSpot to HubSpot, I mean, game over. That's, sure. you, know, yeah. you know, you can launch with under an hour, mm-hmm. you know, but we've had we've had launches that, you know, um, involve huge IT teams, mm. you know, because they have different channels or, you know, to go through to be able to, to you know, um, to, to get approvals and, you know, their time to lives are set yeah. like ridiculous. You know, they've yeah. cat, uh, it's just, you know, I mean, it can, <laughs> yeah, be, well, days. Right. It can be days. It could be days for some of these big companies. And so a lot of times what we'll try to do is we'll anticipate that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and have that conversation a couple weeks before launch. I mean, we really like to talk about it earlier than that. Well, sure. But, you know, a couple weeks before launch, we'll have a pre-launch meeting, mm-hmm. grab all the people in the room, Figure out what time you know is the this is ideal the day time. date that's
0: set up for it. Yeah.
1: So a lot of our launches happen super early in the morning.
0: Mm, I was gonna actually ask when when you guys some folks like middle of the night or but you yeah, f- first no, thing in the morning. It's yeah, it's first
1: thing in the morning, and we used to be really late at night when yeah. we were when we were um, just starting out because we thought like, okay, that's not gonna impact things. But you know what? We went home. you know what I mean? We need to be here. here. Exactly. So, so we block out, you know, a half a day for, you know, the, the entire team. Once on the launch, you're available. If Mm -hmm. there's anything that happens, we're just triaging it
0: immediately. So, um, that's great. Um, for, for migration specifically, I feel like the, the one question that always comes up is like, what's the SEO impact? Do you guys have a stance on like what sort of like, is there a major impact to traffic? Have you guys found the right way to do the migration as to, like, kind of mitigate that concern? What's your guys' stance
1: on it? I don't know. I think if you do the planning and you, you know, hear every 301's in place and yeah. you have all of that, it should be fine. I mean, unless you're just botching it in the SEO. <laughs> yeah, you right. Know, I mean, if they're killing it in SEO, I, you know, it's it's. let's look at what is on the page. Let's not change a lot of things, Um, you know, but, uh, I mean, we really haven't seen that.
0: If anything, it should be because you're do, you know do all the right preparation, the three ones to your point. If anything, it should be a boost to the SEO, right? Versus yeah. I mean, a lot of times you're doing it the right way.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times, like what we're doing is we're taking like you know a blog from a subdomain and we're bringing it up to the, to the main, so people are yeah. seeing like you know the impact and traffic and you know that happening right away. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah.
0: Um, once the website goes live, everything's obviously been wildly successful. No major issues to triage. SEO jump in all the right ways, what does the engagement with that client look like once the website's up? Do you guys have a model for ongoing support? Does it tend to lead into recurring services? What, is it, what does that tend to look like once the site's up?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, for us, we build websites um, for Bofu, usually. Yeah. Um, you know, it depends on how how knowledgeable and how long they've been on HubSpot. If they have the offers, that they have everything kind of, you know, in place. Um you know, for us, it'll it'll be an SLA, so a service-level agreement. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, whenever they have updates that come to us, some of our clients are strategy-only, so we're looking at the data, we're giving them, you know, um, advice, and then mm. others are GDD. Oh, yeah. Where it's like you start to, you just jump right into, you know, that backlog or you have, you know, kind of a plan. Yeah,
0: some of the optimization opportunities and the experiments you want to run. Yeah, Yep. I'm sure. What does, uh, is there a heavy training component, because you're, you're solving, well, obviously for the, the users themselves, but uh, the front end of the actual CMS, is there a training component to make sure that your client's teams know how to make small time updates or like, you know, any edits, drag and drop, something like that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of for um, our clients, I mean, we built our framework to be pretty, user friendly to anyone cool so we we like to say that within an hour hour and a half of a zoom meeting anybody can pretty much make so there's not a time
0: intensive no. workshop from from you no. guys to get folks ramped up no
1: and the other thing is is that you know when we do that training we provide them with a recording of the training so they can go back mm-hmm. so it might be like cognitive overload for them <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean like, fair, yeah. like you're like oh yeah, yeah you'll drink
0: from the fire hose you exactly know? Yeah, it's true.
1: like here's an old tag you know they're like oh my gosh yeah. you know i'm I'm a secretary. I don't really <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, yeah. You know okay, yeah, yeah. how to do, what an tag is, but you know they can reference it back and and um, that. So I mean, for our clients, typically, you know, we can hand off a website, and it's mm-hmm. pretty, it's it's pretty easy for them right. to be able to manage. Um, our internal team, you know, um, we like to have people start in um, in the company as like a support coordinator and kind mm. of take them through the whole company. Um, and then work them into implementation. So Hmm. everybody on our team knows our own framework. Yeah, cool. So it's, you know, something that, you know, I can jump in and make updates. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. You know, to sites anybody can. So it doesn't matter. So if it's, you know, we need all hands on deck, we've got a whole team. All hands are ready to be on deck. (laughs) Exactly, exactly.
0: Has, uh, let me like one or two questions up for you, but has a website build or a migration or anything... Uh, ever gone wrong and then maybe there's one example I don't know but uh, and then what like what was the lesson learned right the idea is that you know is there is there something that went wrong that you learned uh, how to do something a different way that maybe other folks uh, can can potentially avoid that to happening to them
1: so I don't know that you're going to love love this but we have a retrospective meeting Mm -hmm. after every single website and so um for us Something goes wrong in every single build. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> you know that's fair I mean? to say. Yeah, 100. <laughs> so, um, I mean, some of the like the horror stories, um, you know, where, you know, in the early days with HubSpot, it was the the whole you know non www's, you know, and yeah. people were were live and not able to get to their websites. Um, but <laughs> and, and and obviously we've learned the workaround on that, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it's not that I can like really.
0: There's no major horse race. Um, that's a good problem to have to not be able to to think
1: of one. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be you know years and years ago. Yeah. You know, because I think that that we've gotten to the point where you know we try to anticipate that in every build mm-hmm. that there's you know what can't go wrong will go wrong.
0: <laughs> the flex time <laughs> for triage. You know, you just you, you bake you it. You do,
1: and you yeah. never know. You know, and and so yeah, I can't really think of anything that's, that's just like a.
0: It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Um, final question then for you. Uh, tend to ask us to wrap up every episode. What's the weirdest part of agency life?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would say the weirdest part is people hire you <laughs> and then they tell you what to do. It's just like, yeah, I, I right. mean, think about like the last time you went to the dentist. Would you ever tell your dentist, like, how to do their job? Yeah, right. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like, no,
0: do it this way, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. you know, yeah, right. like, like leave it up to the experts in my mouth.
1: It's like all of a sudden, it's like IT guys turn into designers, like yeah. overnight. It's like, right. you're telling me that this color, you know what I mean, yeah, or whatever. Right. So yeah. I would say that that's like probably one of the weirdest. It's
0: a good point. I hadn't thought about, of it that way, but I would assume yeah. that a lot of, if there's agencies listening in, they, they probably, uh, they feel that way too. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is it. For me, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, this has been Agency Unfiltered. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you saw, heard, or read, make sure to subscribe to our playlist on YouTube, our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or our newsletter on agencyunfiltered.com. Alongside episode launch notifications, the newsletter also comes with a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content from yours truly. And if you wanna keep the conversation going or provide a counterpoint to this episode's discussion, tweet me at at Kevin underscore Dunn. I'll see you again in two weeks, but in the meantime, keep it unfiltered and let's all grow.